Welcome to the next episode of uh, Riding the Wall Podcast. I'm Chad. And I'm Justin. And We're right back with some right in your face information. That's right. <laughs> and uh, we got a lot this week. We've got a lot from uh, Charlotte. Did you have a good week? I did. Yeah? I did. It wasn't. Uh, it was a busy week. Uh, that's just how it goes. Yeah. Like I said, shit ain't slowed down any. Yeah. Same here. Same here. I did... I was kind of proud of myself. I went out this morning. I had this mole in the backyard, right? And I get real, I'm very, moles just piss me off. Cause, right. Anything you know, I, messing with my yard pisses yes. me off. I think we're at that age. <laughs> yeah, we're at that age. We've graduated, we've graduated to the old man get off my yard type thing. Yeah, Reese even, <laughs> Reese even asked the other day, she's like, when are you going to get uh, the stay off my lawn signs to get out, Justin? I'm like, well. It won't be long. I've actually had one of those in my yard. <laughs> <laughs> I had a neighbor that kept bringing their dog over to do its business in my yard. They would pick up the dog, carry it to the street, let it down, and it walked straight across the street into my yard to do its business. I Pissed I me off. Oh, man. you! I've been mad in my day. <laughs> but after seeing that a few times, just, oh. So I had to get a sign with a little dog on it, a little circle that says no pooping, no pee, and all that stuff. And they seen the, they seen the sign, and it hasn't happened since. So I, I have been to that point. <laughs> yeah, had to whip nobody's ass then. Not yet, not yet. This was a woman. And now, I, yeah. now I'm not a big guy, but I, I still think I can hold my own against most people. But, but this woman, it, it, she kind of scares me. Yeah. She, she makes me nervous. Well, I but, mean, instead of, you know, obviously you don't ever put your hands on a woman, but... Right. Maybe next time, if it happens again. Thumb to the eyes are okay, right? Yeah, absolutely. Now, <laughs> I think I would I would say it's going to look funny, but have, have Jess or Eric or somebody carry you to the road, mm-hmm. set you down in the road, walk into her yard, and take a shit. Yeah. A big old human shit right there yeah. in her yard. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> I'm not... A, I'm not uh, I'm not beneath that, right? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I had to mole in the backyard, and I don't really care about the backyard yet. I've got a lot of work that I'm going to do back there next year to get that where I want it. So for right now, this mole wouldn't bother me too bad, but it, it got out of control. I said, all right, you know, that's enough. He's got to go. So I went out there, and I got the mole today. So I'm undefeated with these moles. I'm 4-0. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's not easy to do, but no, you've got to be very patient. But I got him. I turned him loose. I didn't kill him. You know, I, that that used to be the you old. Use a mole trap, or how'd you do it? I just plucked him up out of the ground. Yeah. Um, I I go with the water hose, flush flood him out, flood him out, get him moving so I can see where he's at, and I just pluck him up out of the ground, and I have to relocate because. You take him to the neighbor's yard. Yeah, <laughs> I, I chuck him about two yards down. <laughs> No, I, I take him somewhere where he can he can be in the woods because my daughter is very much on the uh, animal loving side. Even if it's a mole, you can't you can't uh, exterminate it, right? So yeah, can't cook them, can't exterminate yeah, them. Yeah, they don't eat very well. No. So, but uh, yeah, I did that. So my day's complete. Um, so let's get into this. We've got a lot to cover, um, and and I'm going to tell you right now people out there listening to this are probably not going to like my take because i'm probably going to draw a little bit of heat where are we starting with chase let's let's no let's back up before that let's start with ryan blaney okay okay i want to give this guy his props because 
I'm not a Ryan Blaney fan. I don't have anything against him. I don't pull for him, but I definitely don't root against him because when I was racing, I was racing the number 12. He's in the number 12, albeit it's a Ford. I think that's what's holding him back. But uh, I know you're not going to see things hey, that way. <laughs> did, did I call it or not on a no. Chevrolet track? Uh, yeah, that you makes did. me four for four. <laughs> you did. I told you a Ford would win this. And uh, so, for it to be bland, he was strong all day. Yeah, I mean, he was. from the green flag, he was just strong. And uh, but he ran a good race, clean race, smart he, race, very smart race. That's what I was going to say. He did exactly what he needed to do to win this thing, and and I applaud him for that. Um, I like to see Ryan Blaney do good, no matter what track or anything like that. I, I like to see him do pretty good. But his post-race interview is what got me, and I don't know if you've seen it or heard it, but uh, it was it was one of them feel-good moments, you know. I think that... Talk about when he got out to get the checker flag and everything? Yes. Okay, yeah, I watched that. Okay, so I think if there's a feel-good moment for the year so far, of, of everything that's happened this year in NASCAR, I think this is the feel-good moment was Blaney winning this in his interview just because you could see the emotion on his face when he climbed out. He was just excited and happy, as he should be. Yeah. Damn near uh, teary-eyed. Yes, well, he got yeah. that way at the right. end, yeah, you know. So you could see the emotion of happiness and relief that that winless streak is over, that everybody's talking about. When are you going to win again? All that, that monkey is off his back now. So you could see that happiness, joy, and relief. And then... Halfway through the interview, the fans start chanting his name, Blaney. And how many times do you see that at a NASCAR race? Right. You know, that's that's that don't happen. Um, so that was good to see. That was awesome. And then to see him get choked up, get teary eyed, you could hear the emotion in his voice. You could, I mean, you could almost see that that moment was starting to hit him, and that relief was just. Um, overwhelming and uh, so that was pretty good to see and just you know? but you know what i mean that, that was his first win in what 56 or 59 races something, something like, like that. that you know and he went up to get the checkered flag and once he got the checkered flag he went into the crowd and gave it to a young fan yeah. you know i mean that just tells you what kind of guy this young man is yeah. i mean i know and i know it kick-started with the Andy 500 earlier that day you mm -hmm. know the Penske driver that right. won, you know, Penske was two for two that day. That's never happened. And, um, you know, an owner winning the two biggest races of the year, pretty much, you know, yeah. I mean, same day races anyhow. But, uh, you know, I mean, that, you know, that flag had to mean a lot to him because like you said, it was that monkey off his back and mm -hmm. he was emotional at that time, but he gave that flag to a young fan and I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Um, so those kind of moments like that, even if I'm not a fan of that driver, is is pretty good to see. They're meaningful. You know? Yeah, very much meaningful. And I and I, I hope I was pulling for Ryan Blaney last year to get a win, and I hope he gets a few more just to just to make him feel better about himself. Because I mean, you got to think about it. He's at the top level of that sport, and it's got to take a toll to have a winless streak like that. Um, even though everybody says don't let it get you down, keep on going. You have to, but you look at it from his perspective, all these, whatever series he was in to make it to this point, he's dominated, right? That's just about every driver out there on those, on the, at this level of the NASCAR. They've dominated everything that they've been in coming up to this level. So now, all of a sudden, you start going winless, 
even if you finish second every week, it's still got to put some doubt in your head of, you know, these bad breaks just aren't going my way, or the car wasn't good enough today. Well, and and a lot of times, th- those, you know, fifty six races that he went without winning, you know, you, these guys are at the top of their sport, like you said, but they start doubting themselves. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably where he was going with it. Yeah. It, it takes a toll on them because they start to doubt themselves. Am mm-hmm. I good enough? Should I be, should I have this ride? Right. You know, I'm sorry, Roger. You know, I, I couldn't do it this week. Or I'm sorry, Smoke. Yeah. You just didn't have the and, car. And, you and know? for I mean, a while, I would say, because I've never been at that level, obviously, I, I would say there for the for the beginning of that windless streak, you know, you probably put a lot of it on the car, you put a lot of it on bad brakes, but then as that windless streak gets bigger, then you start to look at yourself. And then that's when that doubting starts coming in. That's when the it really starts you kicking yourself in the nuts over over nothing really because Am I putting enough time in a moment? You know, I mean yes. I don't think sitting behind these uh what's those where they practice the simulators. Simulators. I don't mm-hmm. think sitting behind them simulators do a whole lot of good. I, I'm I'm not gonna say get away from them, but nothing beats track time. Right. You know. Period. And you know we had guys in the '60s, '70s, '80s, '90s that did really well. That simulators didn't even exist. Yeah. You know. I mean, it was it was a different sport at that time. You mm-hmm. know, different rules, different regulations, and so on. But I don't think it's so much of I need to spend more time on the simulator or anything like that. It's just you got a you got a lot more even field than we've ever had. Yeah. You know, so I mean anybody can go out there and win. And yeah, to touch on that, we've got an even field as far as talent and then this new car Cars. just evens it out even more, so that definitely puts the frustration factor on these drivers to an all new level. But uh but we got more to touch on. I just wanted to touch on this. Uh, yeah, that was this that was an awesome moment. You yeah, know, I was glad to see. And his dad, Dave Blaney, you know, I mean, he was a he was a sprint champion. You mm-hmm. know, made it into the NASCAR. It may have been Winston Cup at the time. I don't know, but he was in there in the early two thousands and everything like that. But you know, I, I think Ryan's already got more NASCAR Cup Series wins than his dad. Yeah. So I mean, he's got a bright brilliant future ahead of him i mean he's a outstanding driver oh yeah outstanding outstanding athlete you know he's a he's somebody obviously that the fans love you know like like you mentioned they were cheering his name you never see that and he seems like a good kid you know i mean he's 29 years old so he's got a lot more years of of this to go as long as he wants to do it but uh, he just seems like he's got a good head on his shoulder so and that's that's easy to root for so and he's got he's got a you know i mean he was teammates with Brad Kozlowski and mm-hmm. still teammates with Joe Logano to this day. Yeah. I mean, I, I like Brad. I'm not a huge fan of Joey, but I respect the guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got two very good mentors right above him. You know that. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Let's call it what it is. You know, I mean, he's got some pretty good talent and, around him, and they're both champions. Right. So you know, he's learning from from championship level drivers that have been there before. So. I just wanted to make sure that of all the bad that we're getting ready to talk about, I just wanted to touch on the uh, the good that came out of that and and how awesome it was. So hopefully, you know, and I'm sure Ryan Blaney's listening to this, you know, right. a good friend of the show. So We talked this morning, he, he mentioned he was just getting up, moving around, so um, I told him it would be posted Yeah. later today. Today, it's, it's Friday. We're doing it on Friday this week. Uh, right. So I just wanted to say, you know, good job to Ryan. Keep it up. Keep your head 
keep your head up. Um, and I'm sure this wind's going to to put that little bounce in a step again. Well, and I think you'll see more winds come real close behind it because now that he does have that monkey up his back, now he can go out there and drive without pre- that pressure. You know, he's in the chase. Right. And, I mean, God could win it all. Yeah. Know? Yeah, he very well could. Um, and I think he's pretty good at Phoenix, too. So... I have a few things wrote down. I know we're always unscripted, but I just had a few touching points here to to talk about. I want to go into Briscoe next. Okay. So I know Briscoe's your boy. It's yep. your favorite driver, and you know well, I, I get mean, that. Harvick. Well, yeah, he's. But it's his last year, right? You know, I mean, I'm a Harvick, Briscoe, and Blaney guy. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously a Ford man, so yeah, I'm going to stick with my Ford fellas. But Briscoe this week. I don't know if, I'm sure you've heard about it and everything involved with it, but um, he was assessed a level three penalty. Yeah, he got hammered. He did. Uh, And a level three, I have right here in front of me, the, uh, a level three penalty is for any of these incidents, counterfeiting or modifying a next-gen single-source vendor-supplied parts and or assemblies. I'm reading this straight off of NASCAR.com. All right. Engine infractions not meeting the rules. Engine performance enhancements. You can't be doing any performance enhancements. There's only one place that that's allowed. Right. Yeah, and uh, we're not going to talk about that. But uh, Altering, modifying tires and or fuel. Violating the vehicle testing policy. So one or all of those would result in a level three penalty and that's what he got was the first one for counterfeiting or modifying a supplied part um, I don't know what part that was but apparently from what I'm hearing they tried to make it look like a vendor supplied part which common sense would tell me that they knew it was bad going in the car and they just tried to get away with it um, but they got busted right but did Chase Resco know you know probably not you know at <laughs> that's that, the thing you yeah know. At, at that level these drivers probably don't know what's in their car um and sometimes and i don't know if this is what happened here and i'm going to say it probably wasn't but sometimes a crew chief will tell a driver hey this is in the car it's bad so you might not want to win it you might want to finish like fifth or something just just so we don't get checked on but i don't know well, I mean, it wasn't whatever whatever they did. It didn't help him any. That day, no, it know. didn't help him. I um, mean, it's. Uh, I think he was one of the first ones out of the race, wasn't he? No, no. Where, where did he finish? He was first one to lap down. That uh, could be what I'm thinking of. But I uh, I used him in our fantasy league, and I I think I got like. I, I didn't even check to be honest. I think he got 16th, 17th. That sounds about right. I but, don't remember. I don't have the results right in front of me, but that sounds about right. But uh. You know, if I if I was a driver, especially at that level, I, at, at any level, I would want to know if I had something in my car that yeah maybe may get questioned. I would want my crew chief and my team to say, you know, because I'm part of the team too. You know what I'm saying? I want input. Yeah. And you know, it's a do you have what he got hit with in front of you uh, as um, far as money and points and i know it was steep it was it was crazy amount but yeah uh, it was it was crazy amount um 25 playoff points for him 120 points for both um 
him and owner points. Manufacturer points? Yes. <clears throat> and uh, $250,000 fine to the crew chief, and the crew chief got suspended for six races, which put him, after this penalty, put him in 31st in the point standings. He was right around the bubble, right around 15, 16, something like that. Put him all the way down, dropped him 15 spots or so to 31st. Right. Now, so. see, if I was, and and I know Smoke is out there, you know, doing his uh, top fuel thing and everything like that, and he should be able to do that. He, I mean, this Stuart Haas racing has been built to a level that he shouldn't have to be there every week. Right. You know, he shouldn't have to be in that garage every week. Um but it sounds like Smoke needs to take a walk up in that place and get some shit straight. Yeah. You know, because if that's my if that's my money and my reputation, you know, maybe Smoke signed off on it. I don't know. I ain't talked to him this week. But you know, it's one of them things if I'd I'd be going in there and I'd be making an example out of a few people. Yeah. Right at the top. And Yeah. That, that and, shit wouldn't be happening. Yeah. At least these fines didn't come out of Smoke's pocket. Like the Louvergate earlier came out of Hendrick's, came out of Rick's right. pocket. This one's coming out of but they're those heading, involved. Right, exactly. But they're also heading down the wrong path. You right. know what I'm saying? I mean, never quit trying. Yeah. You know, but when it comes to counterfeiting a next gen part, I mean, you're you're taking some uh, taking some big risk, and you should have enough confidence in your drivers that you're paying on a salary mm-hmm. that they should be able to go out there with the same parts you know find find another way you know i mean i can't believe they even pulled briscoe's car you know right because he was you know i mean he was never up he was not only think other than during cautions green flag cautions he was ever in the top 10 yeah, i don't think so you know so I think it was just one of them random... Green flag pit stops. I'm sorry. I didn't mean green flag cautions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those don't exist yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> but green um, flag pit stops. Yeah. And and to to their defense, I will say, you know, we don't know what all happened here. I mean, this could have been... They could have been doing something, just researching these parts, and they had a, a, a test part just laying around that was never intended to go in the car. Maybe they were looking at ways to improve things and somebody just happened to grab it and throw it in the car. Well, maybe or, they had, maybe they had finagled with the internals of this next gen part. You know, it looked right. the same from the outside, but maybe, yeah. maybe and they adjusted the internals. Cause as far as I know, they haven't said what part it was. And right. uh, in the past, after this whole Louvre gate, they NASCAR said, and they made some changes to the rules to where they're going to start displaying these parts. So these other teams can see exactly what not to do. So that'll be interesting. But uh, as far as all that goes, you know, a lot of people say, oh, he's cheating, he's cheating, blah, blah, blah. I don't look into it that way. I call it creative engineering, and I think it's very much um, well, let's look at, it's a part let's, of the sport. Let's look at it like this. If he was cheating, he would have finished a lot better than he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to... He gonna never got the... caught in a wreck. Exactly. So it wasn't arrow issues or nothing like that, you know. Mm-hmm. He just had a bad car. Yeah, So and that's... The whole, you know, what some people call cheating is has always been part of the sport. It's just looking for that advantage, and we've talked about this in the past. You know, it's always been part of the sport, and it doesn't it doesn't affect my opinion on a driver or a team or a manufacturer one way or the other. If people or teams get caught doing this kind of thing, it's just it's just part of the game, you know. So um, 
And that's how we make these cars faster. It's how we make them safer. It's how we improve the sport by taking what we currently have and looking for ways to improve it, right? So yeah. that's that's the only way to grow. Um, but sometimes you get caught, and the bad part is if you put a part like that in a car, you have to know that there is a chance that you can get caught, and you have to know the punishment for that. And, um, you know, they're not appealing this, so... Yeah, it is so what they, it is. They know what happened. They they understand it. They know the rules, and they know the game that they're playing. It just so happened their hand got smacked this time. So hopefully uh, they learn from it, and I'm sure they will. You know, money talks. So, Points talk. So that's uh, one chase issue. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's jump on to you the You ready next to get one. into the good one? Uh, I am. Now, Chase Elliott mm-hmm. got forced high on the wall. Yes by Denny Hamlin during mm-hmm. this race and on after coming off the wall uh, Chase was on the outside Hamlin was on the inside and it it did look very intentional you know Chase made a pretty obvious hard left jerk of the wheel and hooked the back right corner of Hamlin which sent Hamlin into the wall and totally annihilated his car mm-hmm. you know it took him out you know complete front end smash oh, yeah. head and, on into the wall and you and you know i was watching the race and did you see it as well like oh, yeah. the end car camera of denny hamlin how hard that jarred him i mean mm-hmm. i'm a i'm more of a chase elliott fan than i am a denny hamlin fan but that was that was a very stupid move if it was intentional i mean they're saying it was i mean as soon as it happened. Clint Boyer, Tony Stewart, and all them guys were in the booth, and Mike Joy, and I mean they, they all immediately said, "Oh, that was intentional." You know, I mean them guys, them guys know. Mm-hmm. Now, was it or not? It's not for me to say, but it did look. I'm going to say it was, and I'll give you my reasons it, for that after it, you're dead. It did look that way, mm-hmm. but you know, after the accident, after uh, they got the track cleared, and Chase came out of the the medical tent you know they stopped him immediately and and uh said you know people are saying intentional intentional you know and he said oh no no absolutely not he said you know i just when you get i believe he said unfortunately no right he did that's exactly what he said (laughs) yeah unfortunately no it wasn't intentional Mm -hmm. but uh you know that could have been part of why they're calling intentional anyway because he he did say unfortunately no i mean so that right there lets them know that i would love to be the one to wreck him but i didn't this time yeah you know but um he says he says it wasn't intentional but it it did look pretty intentional here's my thoughts on it from a spectators yeah here here's my thoughts on it and i i view Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin kind of in the same perspective in my mind. They're both great drivers. Neither one of them are my favorites. I don't root against them. I don't really root for them. So, um, I'm right there too. You know, yeah. so they're just they're just kind of one of the many drivers that are just out they're there. They're both in Hall of Famers. Mind. Yes. But what happened? This now let's uh, let's look back on this last year, and we go back to this a lot. Bubba. And Kyle Larson at Vegas. Larson came up. He was on the inside of a mile and a half track at the dog leg. He come up. Bubba thought he was going to hit him. Bubba thought Larson was going to hit him. So he quickly swerved to the right, put himself into the wall, got pissed off, 
chased Larson down the track, hit him in the right rear, you know, he gets suspended for a, a, a race, right? And NASCAR said, hooking someone in the right rear is not going to be tolerated at any track, any time, no matter who does it, you're getting suspended for a week. Now, I, now that, sus that suspension was not enough for Bubba just because of all he the other things that he did. Right. You know, so, but we fast forward to Ross Chastain and Noah Gregson earlier this year where the same exact scenario happened. We have Ross on the inside, Noah Gregson on the outside. Ross runs up the track. He doesn't hit Noah, but he don't give him much room. Noah, same thing as Bubba. He swerves over, hits the wall, puts himself in the wall, gets pissed off. He chases Ross down the track. He couldn't get to him, but his intention, I think, had he got to him, was to hit him in that right rear. He just didn't just right. didn't make it there, and that turns into you know the fist getting thrown at after the race. So that was the second incident of the same thing. Now we fast forward to this one. You got a third incident: Hamlin on the inside, Elliott on the outside. The only difference is Elliott did hit. I'm sorry, Hamlin did hit Elliott before Elliott hit the wall. Right. Now I think that was as they were coming out of four. And I'm just going off memory here. I think coming out of four is where they made the contact. Well, that wall comes back in right there. Yes. Right. So. That is a very tight turn four going into the dog leg at Charlotte. It is tighter than, than some of the other mile-and-a-half tracks. But they did make contact, whereas the other two incidents, they didn't. This one, Hamlin did make contact. You can see the flames coming out of exhaust where he was lifting off the gas. Yep, he lit off. Now, I believe... And I haven't seen the aerial view, but I, I believe right before Elliot hit the wall, there was no contact. I think he just, now he did squeeze him up in there pretty hard. Um, I don't think Elliot really had any other options, but there was no contact until Elliot hit the wall. Elliot, like most drivers, <clears throat> got pissed off, got felt he done wrong. So he, he bounces off the wall, and if you watch his car after he bounces off the wall, he keeps it straight for a second. Yep. He keeps it off of him. And then all of a sudden, the hard left into Denny. Now, I'm not going to bash Elliot for making a mistake. He lost his cool. All drivers at every level is capable of losing their cool. It and, doesn't matter who you and are. And it's split second thinking, you know. Yes. So. And we're, talking, we're, we're talking in the neighborhood of 200 miles an hour. Bad things happen, bad things happen quickly, and everyone is prone to making a bad mistake that they would regret 30 seconds later. I went on here two weeks ago, and, that, and I told the same story of, of I did the same thing. I was trying to right hook a guy. Now, looking back on it, two minutes after it was over, I realized I made a mistake. And that's just not like me. And this is something that is just normally it's not like Chase Elliott, but he did do it. Well, I mean, and it's against the rules, and NASCAR made it clear last year. Yep, but you know, Hamlin and Chase, being, you know, two of the fan favorites, I'll say. You know, this goes back four or five years ago, if you remember at <coughs> Bristol, when, you know, Chase, Chase down Hamlin after the race was over on the track, and they were parked. You know, he ran up on his ass end, and they got out of the car and was squabbling right there. You know, they wasn't throwing hands or nothing, but you could tell Chase was pretty. Pretty upset with Denny Hamlin, and that goes back four or five years. Hold on, you know? where are you talking? Bristol. Okay. Four or five years ago, when okay, yeah, uh, Hamlin had done 
I can't remember what, even what it was, but Hamlin had done something. Chase dumped him or something. Yeah. There at the end and pissed Chase off. Chase, you know, races over. Chase flies up behind Hamlin. They stop on the track, get out, and they're squabbling at each other. You yeah. know, so okay. I mean, it, it's a long history with them two. Right. But uh, <clears throat> it it does always seem like, and I'm not saying this is a fact or nothing, but it does always seem like Denny Hamlin's involved in yeah <laughs> in in the drama. It you does. Know? It does, but, and some of that is he puts himself there, and sometimes the drama finds him, and it's right. you know it's it's just like everybody. It, it, half the time, you're minding your own business, and shit comes to you, and half the time you start the shit. So, well, I mean, I think you kind of got those. You got those guys that have been there, that's still out there on the track. You got your Kevin Harvick's and your uh, Kozlowski and. Um, Maybe even Martin Truex, those guys that still, that were taught by the generation before them Mm -hmm. on driver etiquette. Right. And then you've got this younger group out here now, you know, the Chase Elliott and the Ross Chastains and Noah Grayson's and, you know, that era of drivers or that generation of drivers but i think denny hamlin kind of falls right in the middle of those you know what i'm saying it's, yeah he kind of he's kind of that one driver maybe throw logano in there too that's kind of riding that saddle between the old way and the new way these guys are thinking you know yeah so maybe that has something to do with it too it and it could be it could be but with this one <laughs> I think when we look back, we go back to the Larson and Bubba incident. You got Larson, who is, in that scenario, the the fan favorite, and Bubba is the the one that not the, the fans, crowd favorite. right? He's not the fan <laughs> favorite. Uh, so it was easy to throw shade at, at Bubba in that sense in that incident. Um, but in this one, it's exact opposite. You got the fan favorite who did something wrong, and the one that is not the fan favorite who was actually. The more aggressive, but really didn't do anything wrong, right? Maybe he was a little over-aggressive. But, uh, so now we get to the post-race interview to where Denny was very... Hold on, let's back up a little bit before that. So after, after Denny goes head-on into the wall, Chase Elliott continues to drive this car straight as an arrow all the way back to his pits. He's going down the back stretch straight. Not even a broken toe link. No. His <laughs> tires did not have any air out of them. He was driving this car just fine. Right? He said he had no brakes, but he didn't say anything about steering. And I didn't see him stop in his pit stall, but I'm sure he was able to stop in there's his pit stall. There's a lot of reasons that these there's a lot of reasons that certain drivers wear black racing gloves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think they all learned from uh, Carl. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that where they can see because i even rewound it to see if i could see his gloves you turn, can't turn see left his gloves. no you no. couldn't see them <laughs> that's smart on his part right but uh so i just wanted to throw that in there he was driving that car perfectly straight around that uh around that track after the incident so fast forward to these two guys getting out of the care center and they're giving their interviews and and Denny Hamlin was pretty pissed off, like he should be. And he even said he should be parked. He should not be racing next week. He was very adamant, very vocal about what he thought. And 
I don't see anything wrong with what disagree. Denny said. No. I don't disagree at all, no. No. at all. Um, and and I've found myself agreeing with Denny Hamlin quite often these days. I mean, as far as his way of thinking, maybe not his actions, but his way of thinking, I agree with it. So we get done with Denny, and we're talking to Chase Elliott after the race, after he gets out of the care center. And uh, they ask him, you know, there's already talk of that being intentional. Is that the case? And he's like, what? I couldn't hear you. Okay, I don't believe that for a second, because he heard the first question just fine. But um, Well, that's just him being politically smart. Right. He did the smart thing. You don't admit it. I mean, he right. learned from Denny. You don't admit to, to doing that. Um, but he said, you know, once these cars, once you hit the right side, you can't drive them anymore. And they're just basically junk to sum up what he said. But unfortunately, no, he didn't do that on purpose. Now, that sounds a lot like Bubba Wallace's interview after he hit Larson, right? He's saying that he didn't have no brakes, he didn't have no steering, he didn't have all this. So I'm just making these comparisons from one person that did this incident that was not the fan favorite a year ago and now we have this fan favorite who did the exact same thing to on track actions to interview actions did the exact same thing last year so many fans were calling for Bubba to be suspended for numerous races and then they were calling for him to be run out of NASCAR for lying in his interview I mean they were just going after this guy with pitchforks ready to go the worst thing to ever happen in nascar is what bubba wallace did to kyle larson and then his interview after that was just ridiculous and uncalled for and he should be gone you're right? quoting yeah yeah basically i mean there's so right. many people saying this and i just kind of rolled my eyes about that because yes what he did was wrong but it, not to that level it happens yes and uh so now we fast forward to this past weekend Chase Elliott does the same exact thing, right? Hooks somebody, and then he comes back and says, oh, no, just couldn't drive the car after that. And everybody's like, why are you suspending this guy? Yeah. You know, he just just lied in his interview, just like you crucified Bubba Wallace for. He just did the same thing, but you don't see it as the same thing. Right. That is the hypocrisy of these Chase Elliott fans. Unfortunately, it... The way the difference between the two is their skin color, and I think that's why so many people were crucifying Bubba Wallace over his actions. Oh, it is. Yeah, now, I agree with that, hundred percent. So you know that, and that ain't right. You know, I mean, driver ability is driver ability. Period. So you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, mm-hmm. and it don't matter if it's your guy or not. You know, I mean, I was pretty pissed last year when. Um, you know, I, I had used, I think, Kyle Busch in our fantasy league, and him and Denny Hamlin finished first and second. Yep. And they both they both got nailed with cheating violation, you yeah. know, or whatever you want. Uh, yeah, they altered the body in some way. Right, the, they just the had wrap a piece of was tape. Up, yeah, the wrap or a piece of tape was Yeah, a little one-inch piece of tape under right. the wrap got them yeah. in. So, you know... A lot of people were screaming cheater, cheater, you know, and this and that. And, I mean, the the only two cars that were done that way got first and second. Yeah. So I was pretty upset for my fantasy reasons, but not for driver reasons. But here here this week you got one of my one of my guys, one of my three, Chase Briscoe, 
got nailed for something and I stand behind NASCAR on that, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it sucks cause he's one of my guys. Yeah. Know? Because it's, it's, it's right there in black and white. Right. It's written down. You don't yeah. mess with this. Yeah. And they messed with that and yeah. they got, they got the penalty that it called for. So, I mean, you know, I'm all about, you know, practice what you preach and everything else, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that goes for NASCAR fans too. You yeah. Know? Not just those people out there doing their job. Right. I mean, they need to really take a close look at what happened because they're blaming, I mean, hell, they're even blaming Brad Keselowski for hitting him from behind. It's like, you know, yeah, Brad people did. don't understand that what 180 miles an hour feels like. They don't understand how quickly things can happen at those speeds and how little time you have to react to anything. Um it's in no way, in shape, or form, Brad Keselowski's fault. He was—I mean, he made an evasive maneuver, about put himself <laughs> into the infield yeah, grass to get away from that. Um, but kudos to him for getting away from it. But um, well, I mean, I, it had to be somebody with that kind of experience to get away from it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? If that had been a yeah, had that had been, been like a, young a, a younger guy, like let's say a Justin Haley, you know, somebody like that, they they might have been caught up I mean, right in it. Yeah, Ty Gibbs. So. Um, but I'm not done with Chase Elliott yet, so. I'm not either. (laughs) So, the next thing I want to touch on is, I think NASCAR got the penalty right by suspending him. I know a lot of people are not going to agree with that, but I don't care. That's, they got it right by suspending him, but they didn't get it 100% right. Right, and that's what this podcast is about, being honest. Yep. You know, no matter if it's a, no matter if it's a, one of your guys or not. I mean, right. we're I, here to be honest. If we draw heat, that's fine with us. We've done it before. <laughs> plenty of time, so <laughs> bring it on. I don't care. But I'm going to finish this off by saying that NASCAR only got it half right because what was the penalty for when Denny Hamlin put Ross Chastain in the wall? He just All he did was door-to-door pinned him against the wall. He didn't right-hook him. He didn't, he didn't just They both turn were him. able to finish the race. Yes, and they penalized him basically for admitting that he, he wrecked him on purpose. But by the rule, they penalized him for altering the outcome of an event. Yep. Right? So is that not what Chase Elliott did right here? $50,000 is what Denny Hamlin got hit with right? personally. So And now, now he didn't admit, Chase Elliott did not admit to wrecking him on purpose. But you look at the data... If and, they, and that is how NASCAR says, we know you did this on purpose, yep, we'll therefore you you're getting suspended for a week. We can prove that you did this on purpose. Yep. Therefore, you don't have to admit that you did it. They caught you with your data that you intentionally right-hooked this guy, or right-rear-hooked this right. guy. So should they not fine Chase Elliott $50,000 for authoring the outcome of an event? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, just because you did one incident, you can have more than one penalty. Um, just, you know, like we're seeing. I, th- I think Bubba should have gotten more penalties than what he did just by laying his well, hands on well, a track official. The altercation, possibly. I don't really, you know, I'm, I'm fine with letting drivers duke it out. That don't really require a penalty in my mind. You lay in a track, you're laying a hand on a track official. That should call for a severe penalty, mm-hmm. probably like a two week. Right. I mean, that's the same as putting your hands on a police officer in my mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they're out there doing their job. 
trying to keep everyone safe same as our police departments around around the united states you know i mean they're out there donating well i mean they're getting paid but they're out there on their own time doing a job that not many people want to do and these nascar officials are the same way i mean that's their job Mm -hmm. but they're there to keep the drivers and the fans safe right so i think i think nascar kind of missed the boat just a little bit there as far as not finding him for that because the precedent was was um they've they've set the precedent with it if you wreck somebody on purpose and we can prove it like they could in this case and and that that goes back to for me it goes back to that's why they penalized him because they could prove that he did it on purpose so I think he needs that $50,000 penalty and moving forward with a right rear hook you know that's that's as severe as it gets as yeah, far as on, wrecking on someone those, on those new gen cars that's yeah. the worst thing you can do to somebody in their car is right mm-hmm. rear hook them I mean yeah it's immediate danger right you have the potential to really hurt someone or worse right and um and we don't need that. We don't need that in the sport. And I'll say it: it don't matter who does it. I'm a, I'm a Kyle Larson fan, but if he does it, hold him to it. You got to hold his feet to the fire, and um, and and so they get it right. And so I applaud Hamlin in his post race interview, and his uh, he even tweeted out like the day later. He he tweeted the SMT data from Chase Elliott's car to prove that he did it on purpose. So. And and I applaud that because, you know, that's what they did to his driver a year ago. So let's keep it fair. Let's keep it straight and down the line. Let's prove that we're well, going to do the right thing. And these guys are, you know, social media stars. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these drivers are. they got a huge following. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure they get just as much, if not more, haters than they do fans on through social media you know people running keyboard warriors you know little Mm -hmm. bitches sitting behind their computer running their mouth like they're something so i don't blame denny hamlin for posting that stuff because i mean the proof is right here you know what i'm saying so stand your ground stand up for what's right and just like you said i don't care if it's one of your one of your favorites or somebody you can't stand you know you you got to be honest you got to look at it from a honest perspective right you got to keep it fair and even down the line no matter and when i said i wasn't done with chase elliott either um it's not so much chase elliott but this uh hendrick farm is out of control to me and i'm not saying that because of what happened with chase elliott but i mean you've got chase are you talking drivers crew owners you talking fans what are you talking no no i'm talking team and i don't and i say that because i mean the only one we the only ones we get any voice from is really the drivers yeah um i don't know what's going on behind the scenes with rick and jeff and and their corporate corporation but you know you've got four outstanding drivers four outstanding pit crew teams four outstanding crew chiefs and two Hall of Fame owners. So, what's what's the problem? You know what I'm saying? We got Chase going out after his snowboard incident and getting hurt, breaking a leg. You got Alex Bowman going out the week that Chase came back 
with a sprint car injury. Um, and he did come on the radio a week or two ago saying, I'm my, my sprint car, um, I can't remember how he said it, but basically I'm done, I'm done running sprints. Yeah. And He'd done for a while, I believe right. I heard that. And yeah. you know, now you've got guys that always seem to manage to keep their cool, losing their cool. And I'm not faulting Chase for losing his temper because just like we've said before, you know, going that fast in in real time, I mean, I've done things that I'm not proud of in the heat of a moment when a split this split second decision made me look bad. Right. I don't want to be remembered for the few bad things I've done in my life. I want to remember be remembered for the good. Mm-hmm. So I'm not looking at Chase or Alex Bowman in a in a negative light, but it seemed like up till this year that Hendricks farm ran outstanding. You've got I mean, in my eyes right now, William Byron is the all star at Hendricks. Yeah. Kyle Larson's number two. Josh Berry's number three. <laughs> right. <laughs> Chase Elliott's number four. You know what I'm saying? And uh-huh. and Alex Bowman's number five. Now it's a. Uh, I think if I was Rick and Jeff, or either one, I would be pulling my teams together with, and and I said this about Smoke earlier. You know, over this just this one incident with Briscoe's uh, illegal part or whatever you want to call it, uh, yeah. that he's been fined for. You know, so I I hold my my idol to the fire over this as well you know i mean i feel like he needs to go up in that garage and make an example out of somebody but so i'm definitely going to say that over uh rick hendrick and jeff gordon i I think them two guys there there needs to be a come to jesus meeting in that garage right now yeah you know and say you know we've got this is our money boys we pay you to do a job you're not doing this no more you're not doing this no more you you're not doing this. William Byron, keep doing what you're doing. Because you're, right. you're the only one keeping our head above the water. Yeah. So, you know, but, I mean, there comes a time like that in business. Mm-hmm. You know, playtime's over, fellas. Yeah. Let's get our shit together. Let's go out here and start winning races. And. Yeah, because, I mean, these drivers are getting paid a lot of money yeah, to are. do the right thing. Yeah, they are. And there's people out there, even in the Xfinity series, there's people out there in the in the, in the camping truck series uh there's people out there on the local dirt track circuits there's people out there on the sprint cups that their dream is to make it to the level of chase elliott um alex bowman chase briscoe kevin harvix you know these guys have those dreams that's why they're out there doing what they do because they love to they love to race and it's a slap in the face to those guys when you got people up here at this level not taking it serious and, and it even bothers me seeing yeah. people at this level not take it serious because there are so many people out there with this dream of saying, give me one shot. Let me in a car. Let me in a car one day. Mm-hmm. You pick the track. Let me in the car. Right. And I'll show you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's why Rick and Jeff need to have this come to Jesus meeting with their whole team. All yeah. four of those car teams. Yeah. I agree with that. Um 
and and I think that's why Rick had the um, he kind of had the attitude of my drivers are not going to go out and do something stupid during the week like snowboarding or or racing other cars that's going to get them hurt it's going to affect my bottom line my business right but how do you let kyle larson do it not alex well that's why they're doing it now because he had to let kyle larson do it or kyle larson wasn't coming to the team because kyle larson had he had other teams that would Sign him well, in a minute. I mean, Tony Stewart was the first one that went after. Oh, him. Tony he's Stewart was very, his biggest cheerleader. He's coming been back very in. vocal about it, and mm-hmm. Gene Hall said absolutely not. You know, mm-hmm. I wish Tony would have won that. War. I think Ford, Ford is the one that no, said it was, no. It was Gene Hoss. Are you sure? Positive. Because I was under the impression it was Ford nope. that said no because it was Gene Hoss that of said, the reason that he got suspended right. from Ganassi. It was it was Tony pull, trying to pull. Kyle in. It was Gene Hoss mm-hmm. that said no. And reason four was for that reason of Ford and we're not going to be able to get anybody to sponsor him because of what happened. Yeah. Now, Rick Hendrick, he had the money and the availability to put Hendricks.com on Kyle Larson's car. So he so basically he... sponsored him. And now, you know, when he, came, he comes out of being kicked out of NASCAR and he wins five, six races. Now everybody wants their their shit on his car. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that's all Rick had to do was let him get out there and do what he knew they, what all of them knew he could do. Tony, Rick, Jeff, all of them mm-hmm. go out there and win some races. Now everybody wants their name on his car. Right. So Tony seen the big picture, but I get Gene Haas's side of it too. You got to be, I mean, this is, this is such a day and age where, you have to be so politically correct and everybody's so goddamn sensitive yeah. that that you've got to walk on eggshells like that, unfortunately. And yeah. it's re- it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Kyle Larson would be would be on the smoke team right now, you know, and that'd be, to me, that just breaks my heart that, you know. He Jim, got away. Yeah, that he got away. Yeah. You know, but it is what it is. I mean... I'm still a Stuart Haas guy, I'm still Team Smoke, but, you know, people, that's a classic example of what I was saying earlier, you know, somebody being frowned upon for the few mistakes they made in life. Yeah. And being punished for it. You know, yeah. he lost his whole career. Yeah. You know, over... Chip Ganassi let him go, and then NASCAR kicked him out of the sport. Yeah. You know, and... All from one thing that happened in the heat of the moment. Right. And he didn't even mean it racially. Right. You know, you've got, I'm, you've got, I could name six to ten rap stars out there right now that say that word on every one of their songs. Twice a sentence. Right. But, <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah. It's okay because of the color of their skin, which is reverse racism to me. Right. You know. I agree with when, that. You know. Kyle Larson said something jokingly. Even Bubba Wallace came to his defense and said he didn't mean it like that. He's one of my closest friends. He is not racist, yeah. you know. And you know, it's uh, it's a shame that that's what the world's come to. Right. But going back to my original statement, Rick and Jeff need to get their need to get their arms around this thing real quick, yeah. or it's going to fall apart at the seams even it, more than it has. It's like as soon as you let the gate open. The flood happened, yeah. and and 
I don't think he needs to go back to you cannot do anything um, extracurricular. I think it should be more of a you can do what you want to do, but let's be smart about it. You know. Well, I mean, here's to me, here's what we do. Let's say I'm Rick and you're Jeff, because I can't be Jeff Gordon. Right. Okay. Just, just so <laughs> so you give knows. that one to me, huh? <laughs> I just can't take that. <laughs> right. So, um, uh, I got all the respect in the world for Jeff Gordon, but it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> I'll do so, my best here. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to tell these guys, here's your contract. Here is your salary. And you can choose to do whatever you want. But if you get injured, if you get hurt, and you cannot be in my car, and you cannot race, if the doctor can't say he can race the way he normally races, your salary is withhold, withheld for, for the year for the no, race until for... you can get back in a car until okay. you can get a doctor's release mm-hmm. from my doctors. Yeah. Until you can get back in the car, your salary is withheld. Mm-hmm. So if you want to take that chance now, it's affecting your wallet just like it's affecting my wallet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I I would stand behind that and that's what to me that's what all these team owners should do because now you're putting the decision on the drivers that are out here making these decisions let's make the i'm i'm jeff gordon right yeah so let's make this you decision talk in a little different voice okay so let's make this decision <laughs> <laughs> so let's make this decision a little bit tougher for these drivers let's put uh let's put some heat on them you know that's i'm all for that i'm i'm all you, about let's let's put this decision on you you know, so on the drivers, yeah, right. You're you're going to be able to go out and do whatever you want to do in life. No holds barred. You can do whatever you want. If you get hurt, and you can't drive our car, because we're going to pay you X amount of dollars for this race. Well, your salary breaks down to a weekly check. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. That's yeah. That's basically what I'm getting right. at. Is is you're getting this X amount of dollars for this week in this car. If you go out and do something stupid and you can't perform this week or next week, let's say it's, you know, whatever. Eight weeks. You can, yeah. yeah. It, no matter what the weeks are, you're going to pay us that amount. Well, You're yeah. going to pay us that amount. So if you do something stupid and you break your leg snowboarding and you're out for four weeks, you owe us those four weeks of payment that you would normally get because, you know, well, make it tougher for them. Make for, them really think about these actions that they're that they're doing. I, I and I, I'm all for these drivers going out and doing what they want to do. You know, especially shit, like shit the Larson, happens. and you know, right? They're doing it in in race cars like Bowman and Larson's but, out every but week. Here's here's the thing: is Chase Elliott and Alex Bowman aren't answering the calls from these sponsors mm-hmm. when their car is finishing in. 29th you know right. what i'm saying now josh berry did a great job on keeping those sponsors up front outstanding job yeah absolutely so and i'm hearing that uh oh josh berry might be joining Stuart Haas next season yep i'm so hearing the same thing. i would not be disappointed at that <clears throat> yeah. so but anyhow going back i had to pat my <laughs> pat my boys on the back there for a minute so uh-huh. um going going back to what we were talking about and I don't even, as long as it was a minimum of, if you, if you get injured off of 
a Monster Energy Cup track, you're not getting your you're not getting your contract pay. We'll we'll put it in our bank. You know what I'm saying? Because because right. they're still having to pay Josh Berry as a backup. You know what I'm saying? So not only are they still paying Chase Elliott and Alex Bowman their salary, their contract, mm-hmm. they're having to pay Josh Berry to come in and right. drive this car. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's costing them more money. Right, and that's why I'm saying you're you're going to pay us because we've got to pay him now. Yeah, we have to pay another driver in your spot. So we're not giving you that money. You're going to pay that driver. And we, we, like you said, we've got to answer these calls from these sponsors. We've got to, we've got to smooth this over. So you're creating more work for right. us. Now you're, and you're putting us at risk over losing that sponsor. Yeah. You know, for, yeah. even if it's for next year, they may have signed a, those sponsors may have signed a contract at the beginning of the season and said, we'll do this for this year. And they're locked in because they signed that contract. But next they, year, who's going to be doing that work to get these sponsors back? It ain't right. going to be and Alex Bowman and Chase Elliott. Yes, and when them sponsors sign that, they're under the full expectation that Chase Elliott or Alex Bowman is going to be in that car every week. Yeah, and they're going and, to see that car up front. It's going to get a lot of TV time. Mm-hmm. And so when that's not happening, you know, that, that driver is now putting that, that team owner in a predicament that they have to talk themselves out of, you know, or, or smooth it over, I should say. Well, they're and, paying an they're paying an employee, <laughs> right? <laughs> another one to yeah. smooth it over, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, this isn't just nickels and dimes. I mean, they, you know, Rick and Jeff. I mean, all these team owners, even down to the Woods brothers, who's a one car team, mm-hmm. they've got a whole a whole bunch of salaries to pay. Yeah, and that's you know we need to keep these all these teams and team owners in this sport because it makes it better the more we get in here. You yeah, know. and because and, back in the day, and I'm looking back in the 90s when NASCAR was at its just ridiculously growth period and money was just pouring in hand over fist, it, was, it wasn't it was a big deal to lose a sponsor because you could always find another sponsor tomorrow. There was know? a waiting line for yeah, I mean, sponsorship sponsors was to get on cars. no issue. Now, these days, it's not that way. Sponsorship is a tough thing to find. Just ask Joe Gibbs, apparently. Um, well, so, not only that, but you got people out there just like the Kyle Larson incident that because this world's became so sensitive there's people out there that would love to have the recognition of being on Kyle Larson's car but they never will be because of something he said yeah two years ago. two years ago yeah I agree with that <clears throat> and the last point I'm going to touch on this Chase Elliott thing is moving forward I know we've talked about this in one episode in the past I don't know which one but uh um, a second offense to this right rear hooking. So let's say somebody like Bubba that has been suspended for it once. Now Chase Elliott's been suspended for it. What happens if that driver does it a second time? My opinion. Well, I'm going to throw mine out there the, first. The punishment's supposed to increase every time. It should, and I think, um, I think the car should be parked for that the second offense. Right. Um, let's say Chase Elliott goes out there. He's not going to do it this week, obviously. But uh, let's say next week he gets mad and he right rear hooks somebody, which would be his second offense. I think the nine car should be parked for one race. That way it puts pressure on the team owner. So, um, you know, like I said, every driver is capable of making that one split-second bad decision. And that shouldn't be held over their heads forever. You make it a second time. Now we start getting serious. 
Um, so let's park the car. Let's put some punishment on that team owner. Now, you think that nine car not being on the track one week is going to affect Rick Hendrick's bottom line? You're damn right it's going to. Yeah, it is. And that's going to put pressure on Rick to straighten out Chase Elliott. Or or whatever driver. Or, you know, I'm, I'm just using them two as an example. But um, that's going to force Rick Hendrick's hand. Because right now he's just he's putting in Corey LaJoy as a, as a backup driver. And we'll get to that Corey in just LaJoy a second. shouldn't even be a backup driver. He's talented enough to be Right. Well, he's got his own full-time ride, you mm-hmm. know. But um, we'll get to that in just a second. But he is able to put the nine car on the track. Yeah. And and that in itself is going to make him some money. So if, let's say, a Chase Elliott does this a second time, that's going to really start to hinder Rick Hendrick's pocketbook. Not only paying the fines for Chase Elliott if he has to, but just not having that car on the track is going to lose him a lot of money. And I think that's NASCAR, if you're listening, and I'm sure you are, um, I think that's going to be a very big deterrent to make them crew chiefs say, this happens again, you're gone. Because right. we, we will not have it, and now we're parking the car because of it. That car will not be parked. It's much easier to get you out and put somebody else well, in. Well, I mean, here's my thing: is if you do this a number of times, and I don't, I don't care if it's two, two times, three times, or twelve times. Yeah. You, you, do, every time you right rear hook somebody in one of these cars, you're putting their life in danger. Yes. Period. There's no two ways about it. Mm-hmm. If not their life, you're putting their career in danger. Now, I'm not about saying the N word or nothing like that, but how is it okay? to take a guy's career away for saying a word, a, a, a derogatory word, shouldn't have been said, period. Right. Mm-hmm. But you take a guy's career away, you take his family's well-being away, but putting someone's life in danger every time you perform this one move of a right rear hook, how is it fair that you let him continue driving on this circuit with... 37 38 other people when they go out there all they're worried about is hope driver a don't screw me this week or hurt me this week you know what i'm saying so there there has to come a point to me risking someone's life or injury or their career and their family's well-being is a lot worse and should be a lot more criticized than somebody making a mistake and saying a word right I agree with that 100%. I agree with that. So we'll see what happens moving forward. Um, You know, hopefully that's the last right rear hook that we see. Unfortunately, I don't think it will be. No, and Um, and hopefully it's the last intentional one we see. Because accidents happen. Accidents happen and, you know, and there's a reason there's a cage in these cars. That SMT data shows when it was... On purpose or not. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to benefit drivers saying, hey, that was an accident. My, I could not control my car. Yes. And that will prove people innocent that are innocent. Right. Not just the guilty, guilty. Yep. I think that's all I've got on the chase thing. I just wanted to call out the hypocrisy of these these fans that were Absolutely. Know, wanting to just... Well, you, you know, chasing Bubba that, with the pitchforks that's over a, that's lying a, in an interview—that's yeah. just ridiculous. You yeah, know. that's in every sport, but yeah, it it 
unfortunately, I feel like it's more to do with skin color than anything else in yeah. this in this situation. And hopefully, NASCAR fans can get past that soon. Hopefully, hopefully. So. But I applaud NASCAR for. I mean, that's. It doesn't seem like it would be, but it is a ballsy move to suspend your most popular driver. But but at the same time, your most popular driver is very much. He made a mistake that the that the most unpopular driver made. Yes. He, so so they're right there in the in the same shoes, and so they should get the same punishment. Applaud NASCAR for that. And I also applaud Denny Hamlin for holding their feet to the fire and and making. Forcing their hand, basically. Right. Because I think he's seen that coming, that uh, if NASCAR can get out of suspending Chase Elliott, they're going to. And he kind of forced their hand to say, you're not going to do this. You know, yeah. You're not going to do this to my driver, but not do that to him, which also put my life in danger. So, But that's all i got to say about that. Right, so um, we go to Worldwide. Hold on here. One, la- <laughs> one last thing. The benefit of all this that just happened is Corey LaJoy is getting to ride in that nine car for a week. What do you think he's going to do with that? I think for those that don't know that name, we'll know that name at the end of this race. Yeah. I, I really hope he does really good. I do too. I mean, I, I, mean, I never was a big Corey LaJoy fan until <clears throat> these past couple of years. I've been able to actually watch him work that car and... It was always kind of a running joke before. I was like, oh, crap, my, my guy is right there around Corey LaJoy. Get the hell away from that guy because you're going to wreck. Well, you know, I mean, but a, a handful, well, I won't even say a handful, but a couple of these drivers really stood out once they evened the cars out. Mm-hmm. And Corey is at the front of that line. You know, yeah. Everybody just knew Corey LaJoy is this guy that normally ran from 30 on back. Right. You know, and now that they evened up the cars, he's a, he's a top 10 driver. Yeah, you know, especially I mean, on super speedways. I mean, he's a top five driver there. Yeah, he's showing his skill, and and I'm I'm glad he's getting that opportunity. Yeah, I just absolutely. hope that I just hope that um, he doesn't get too comfortable in the car, and and because this is a step up from where he's been. You know, I mean, I'm not I'm not throwing no shade at Spire Motorsports at, at all because they're doing the best with what they've got, but you're going from let's say maybe a mid-level team to a upper echelon team, that equipment is going to feel so much more smoother, so much more easier to drive maybe. And I hope that uh, he doesn't get too comfortable and, and maybe drive over his head maybe and, and get into an accident before well, but, he can show what you, he can you've do. you've even got to look at things on the other side of the wall too. Like, does Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson, are their pit crew team members paid 20% more than Spire Motorsports? Could be. You know what I'm saying? And it right. probably they probably are. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I would assume they are because they're going to get the best of the best for these teams. Yeah, your cars are even now, but when you can get out of the pits a second, second and a half faster, that's a huge gain it's a huge you know advantage saying? especially so, these days when the right. cars are so even and and these pit teams i would assume pay more for you know hey chad if you come to be the jack man at hendrick motorsports or stewart hoss you'll make hundred fifty thousand a year whereas if you're on wood brothers or spire or jtg or something like that you'll make 80,000 a year. You know what I'm saying? But 
because they want the best of the best and that's just how the corporate world works you know so if Corey LaJoy goes from getting out of the pits he goes from getting out in 12 seconds to 10 and a half seconds or 10 seconds that's going to make Corey LaJoy look even better when he gets out there on that track right so it's not just being in a nine car it's having everything that comes with a nine car you know what I'm saying that could spoil somebody so that is true but I hope he does pretty good. I hope he takes advantage of this opportunity Absolutely. that he has. And it, it, it kind of gives him a glimpse into what these other teams are doing. And maybe he can pick up a little bit of information that he can take back to his team and, and say, hey, this is how we can improve. And maybe it might help them make a, a step or two to the good, you know, and uh, might be able to benefit him more later this year or next year or whatever, however long he's aspire. Who knows? But Well, uh, I mean, who's to say that he's that Corey LaJoy's not up for contract negotiations at the end of this season? You know what I mean? And we got Kevin Harvick. Uh, Almirola. Almirola. We got, X is possible. Right. We've got a number of guys that are uh, on their way out. Yeah. So these so doors are opening up. There's and, some seats to fill. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, hopefully he can make the best of this opportunity and, and maybe learn a few things, maybe get some insights on on what these other teams are doing, these, these top teams are doing. So that's all I've got about that. Let's go to Worldwide Tech. Um, as you can see at the top of the board there, Ford moves up with a two on the wins this year. They're, they're, they're climbing fast. <laughs> they're climbing fast. I don't. I, it's a. It's a. It's a big. They they just doubled in one week. I mean, right. how much faster? That's a hundred percent improvement. <laughs> but uh, no, I was a big pat on the back to Ryan Blaney for that. Um, you know, worldwide. I think anybody could take that this week. I mean, it could be any one of the three manufacturers out there. This could happen for. Uh, they've had one race last season was their first monster cup race there and joe lugano walked away with the checkered flag there but uh i'd be i'd be impressed to see ford do it again this week but in all honesty this is the kind of track that ford chevy or toyota could win yeah it's a toss-up um the only thing that i really remember about worldwide tech is that this is where I believe Chastain and, and Hamlin started their whole thing from last year. Hell, I didn't uh, even remember it was a somewhat of an oval, you know. It, yeah. I was thinking it was a road course. Yeah. But I was wrong. Well, I had to look it up. <laughs> I had to look it up because there was some confusion there. But uh, I thought it was an oval, but I wasn't sure of the specs on it. And Well, it's not really an oval either. It's kind of a teardrop shaped. You know, one end of the track is a lot narrower. I guess it's kind of like a Darlington shape, you know, where where I think one and two is is it's it's kind of yeah. I think three and four is a wider turn than one and two. It's more of a sharper right. More uh, it's a shorter curve. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of I'd call it an egg shape, but it's kind of like Martinsville on one end and Kentucky Motor Speedway on the other. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's (laughs) not much banking right on that end like Kentucky was and. Who do you think is your favorite to win this? Not not going fantasy. I'm talking just as a fan, from what you've been seeing, who do you think has the, the shot to win? I've got, well, I mean, this is a track to me that is cut out for 
Kyle Busch and Joey, Joey Logano. It's a cookie cutter, and even Kyle Larson. I mean, those three could go out there and win this, win this track, win this race with no issue. But I'm, I'm going to tell you something, too. Watch two drivers, Brad Keselowski and Ty Gibbs. I think they're sleepers. You know, nobody. I don't. I don't think anybody. Well, somebody may have picked Brad this week in the fantasy, but we're not going by that. But Brad has impressed me. Chris Busher's impressed me. But Ty Gibbs has impressed me. And uh, you know, I mean, it, this this track is one of them that of, of the on the whole circuit that I can say. I don't know who's going to win it. You know, I mean, it's Denny Hamlin, it's Kyle Busch, it's Kevin Harvick, it's uh, it's not Chase Elliott. I can say he ain't going to win it. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as who could win it, I mean, there's a number of people. But I'll tell you, the two the two sleepers I have are Brad Keselowski and Ty Gibbs. Well, you, yeah. I mean, even I, Reddick. I agree with that because... Even I was, Reddick could win this thing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking along the same lines as you. Um my favorite to win is the favorite at just about every track is Larson, Kyle Busch, Ryan Blaney. Watch out for him. I mean, he's riding some momentum. Yeah, know. he's um, got that monkey off the back, like I said earlier. Got that monkey off the back. He's riding the momentum. I think he could do very well, if not win this thing. Um, I was going to say, who's your dark horse? But you just answered that. Yeah, and I, I, was, two of them. I was thinking Ty Gibbs yeah. was my dark horse. Um, watch out for, like you said, Tyler Reddick. Um, Watch out just, for Coyle of Joy. Yeah, you know I'm I mean? watching him just to see what he can do. I don't expect him to win. I would love to see the guy finish top ten. Right. I know um, it's not the super speedway, but he's going to be with a whole new team. Yeah. You know, and and that that's a big step. I mean, it's a we'll see. Yeah. I was I was looking up here to see if anybody picked Keselowski, and I had a one a text. person did. I think I had a text from HR. He said, uh, "He said the HR has been listening to the podcast and has a lot to say. So I, I expect him to be listening to the podcast. And I know he's going to have a lot to say because he, yeah, he's HR never without did. words. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, he never is. Um, hold on here. Let's see. I'm pulling up these picks. I can't see like I used to could because I'm getting old. But yep." Yeah, we got one person picked Kozlowski. I think, I think Tony. Yep, was it was Tony. Tony picked him. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, very well could win the race. I went, uh, so we'll go ahead and get into this fantasy stuff. I went with, who did I pick? I picked Eric Almarola. He finished top ten there last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just a new track. I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't really want to burn one of my Studs. top drivers. Right. Yeah, uh, not yet, anyway. So well, but like I almost picked Ty Gibbs. I almost picked him. Did you? Yeah, I did too. Now, and I was like, I'd be the first one in this whole league that picks Ty Gibbs. But uh, I'm gonna save that for another time. I almost but, picked Alex Bowman too. Yeah. Now, uh, your wife Jess, she picked Alex Bowman. She took a chance there. So. But, you know, going back to our conversation probably three minutes ago, anybody could win this track. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have enough data off of it yet in the Monster Series to know who's who can pull this off. But there's so many drivers that are talented at 
tracks like this you know it's a it's a one trick pony this right. this is the only track like this on the whole circuit it's not your normal mile mile and a half oval or circle or whatever you want to call it you know i mean it's a teardrop shaped track right i think uh who can work at clutch yeah i think and along. i took dinger for that reason yeah one thing it was a road course too he can work the <laughs> shit out of that clutch i mean that's what he's good at you know i mean that's his wheelhouse right he's good at martinsville you know so he got 10th there last year yeah and i and i also think that uh logano is probably got to be one of the favorites since he won last year he's him and his team have kind of figured something out or right? did they so, save that car to bring yeah. back you know who knows who knows so but uh but Penske shares that information too, so yeah. that to me that may, that takes even more weight off Ryan Blaney's shoulders, and hell even Austin Cindric, you know that's a guy we haven't mentioned hardly at all this year, right? And he's in that number two forward with Penske that Keselowski used to drive. We know he's got a good car and a good team. Is this something he could pull off? You never know. He uh, he impresses me sometimes. You yeah. know. I didn't think we'd see a lot from him, but uh, well, right out of the gate last year, we seen the Daytona win, and then he 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 can creep up there in some of these races. You know, you don't expect him to do very good. Next thing you know, he's right there flirting with fifth, sixth, right. seventh spot. You know, and you, and you can sit here and debate all day on who's gonna who's got the best chance, who who could be your dark horse, who could do this, who could do that, but. We don't know what kind of strategies these teams have going into races like this. Right. You know, so, I mean, is it, you know, we're we're stage racing, so are we going to have people in stage two pitting early so they can stay out, the, stay out at the end of stage two and get that front position for stage three and hope there's a wreck or a caution for some reason? You know, I mean, there's a lot of things that you could throw into a track like this. Yeah. And something like this may come down to strategy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just got a text back here from HR. I want to I want to share that with everybody real quick while we're while we're here talking. And he said uh, he wanted to thank us for letting the world know that he was a Bubba Wallace fan. Well, we we got to support uh, our listeners, you know. Yeah. He. He. Uh, he wasn't able to get that out there to the world, but we were uh, able to do that for him. And and well, I mean, he any, says thanks, and and I appreciate that. And you're more than welcome. Anytime, Scotty, anytime a, somebody in our on our team, you know, like RHR, um, makes a request, we try to fulfill that. You know, every time. So, you know, if anybody out there has got a number twenty three flag or a Dr Pepper flag, something like that, get a hold of one of us and. We'll try to get it over to Scotty at HR, and he can fly it proudly from. Oh, he does. Everywhere he goes, you know. So. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's got all the he's got all the cardboard cutouts. He's got. He's got the jackets. He's got the, the right. stickers. It's it's crazy the collection that this guy has for Bubba Wallace. Right. So, um, I know he don't have a flag, so. He does need a, a full-size flag that he can fly on his flagpole there. Well, I mean, even something to put on his players side-by-side, side, you know, so... One of them little window flags? Right, something yeah. like that, you know, so even when even when they're cruising and driving around and having fun, you know, he can, 
he can uh, fly that flag that he loves that much, yeah. you know? he's proud of it, and we're happy for him. So, you know, he's able to do that. But let's talk about this uh, fantasy league here. We're going to Worldwide. You know, obviously, last week with Charlotte, points were close going into Charlotte. And there's still some pockets of, of positions there that are pretty close. Um, the bottom hasn't changed except for one. And I'm, <laughs> I'm going to tell this story. Earl is now in 21st spot after picking Jimmy Johnson at Charlotte. <laughs> And I'm going to tell on you here, Earl, because I, I work with Earl. Right. And, um, but I, and I don't know Earl. Right. But I know he's got a good sense of humor. So have you, have you found out if he took if he picked Kyle Busch or if... For this week? Or did his wife? No, I haven't found out. No, this out. past week at Charlotte. He took Kyle Busch. No, he took Jimmy Johnson. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm yeah, sorry. He, took, he took Jimmy Johnson. But who Johnson. picked Jimmy, him or his wife? I think that was him. Was it? <clears throat> well, I know his wife usually picks pretty pretty well yeah and you can tell who's picking whether it's earl or his wife sonia because um, if they finish in the top five it was sonia right if they finish outside of that it was probably earl if they finish in the bottom five it was earl yeah if they finish in the last <laughs> spot it was earl <laughs> and me me and earl talked earlier this year about uh, you know jimmy johnson coming back and where if where and if we might pick him and we both said charlotte would be the place but you know him, what? Because that's Jimmy Johnson's track. Well, I mean, in a in a way, it is. But to me, Dover is his track. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wish he would have raced Dover because I would have used him at Dover. But I was not going to pick him at Charlotte. Well, I was tore. I almost did pick him at Charlotte just because it's Jimmy Johnson, it's Charlotte. But and uh, he's always had. I don't think he's, he's got had that pretty in... good results there. But. But not he... since Chad Canals. Exactly. It's your team around you. It's not just right. that driver. Right. You know, and on a shorter concrete track, he dominated. I mean, yeah, what did he have, like six wins at Charlotte? I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, quite a few. You know, quite but he had Jake and Alice and Hendricks around him. Um, Legacy's always obviously got some things to work on, mm-hmm. and that's what Jimmy's doing at Legacy. That's why they brought him in. Right. So, I mean, I don't take a bit of nothing away from that team from saying, well, I knew Jimmy wasn't going to finish well at Charlotte because he's the driver that can win Charlotte if he's in the right car with the right team around him. He's made that very obvious. Now, going going back to these fantasy standings, Mom. Watch Lou, out for Lou. You know, Lou was down there in 25th. She is on a tear. She just passed me. I dropped three spots on a Chase Briscoe pick, and yeah. I ain't taking that personal because me and Chase are boys, you know. Right. But it's, uh, you know, I dropped a tenth. Mom's in eighth right now, Lou, and, uh, and she's she, on a comeback. And like you said, she was twenty fifth. She yeah, she was in twenty fifth, and she's up to eighth in like four races. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you right now, if you're at the top of this league, Joe T, Hunter, Sam, some of you guys up there in the top three, you better watch Bro. out for Mama Lou. Yeah, she she's is coming. coming after you it's like somebody said her middle name yeah you know and she's pissed you know (laughs) it's i know she she texted me and said she she told me a few things when she was at the bottom yeah and uh i i invited mom to come on to the podcast oh yeah i would like that that would be nice she said she said no she said she said i can't do that why I, i don't know it's a 
I don't know if it's more of... I would like to get her opinion on a few things. I would, too. And she's never held her opinion back from me. No. You've seen that. (laughs) She still yells at me for the the reindeer incident at Christmas. Right. I mean, I I put mom in the torture rack when I was like 11 years old, (laughs) and I still hear about it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know, I mean... It's How a, did she get out of that? Did you just she did, did you I, just let her down? Did she I give you a fish down. hook or anything? Oh, she yeah, it didn't turn out too good for me. <laughs> Never turned out like it did for Lex Luger. You know what I'm saying? But, right. But I still did it. You know, I'm I was a big 11 year old. Now, my mom, my mom, she's a she's a smaller lady, uh, but she'll still she'll still oh, stand shit. up to anybody. Oh hell! <laughs> it's a. Uh, I fear so, Mama that, Lou. I fear Mama Lou just because of the potential that she has. Right. I mean, you know? look at the five she created. I know. You know, I know. what I'm saying? <laughs> five perfect angels, right? Exactly. And that, that's what she's going to say. Right. I know. No, she ain't going to say that. Are you sure? Well, yeah. she's gonna, she created think... one perfect angel and yeah. four hellions. Uh, Maybe two angels and yeah, three Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Two <laughs> angels and three hellions. That's, but, uh, that's more fitting. But mom's always honest, so I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's why she, she's not interested in coming on here because, you know, she'll just be too honest. And there's there's nothing wrong with that. You can't have you too and I, honest. You and I, oh, we're are, as honest as it gets. Right. So, I mean, I'm sitting here calling out every Chase Elliott fan that's being a hypocrite. Right. You know, maybe maybe she I'll take the heat. Her hand would get sore from smacking me in the back of the head too many times during yeah, this that's podcast. True. That's true. So, um. Did but, she ever find out who did that on Christmas with the reindeer? What are you talking about? Well, I I don't know. I remember. I'm going to tell the story real quick just to get this out there. Um, we were at her house playing cards. And uh, this was a weekly thing. You know, everybody got out there, friends, family, all that stuff. And we had a house. Never for money, though. No, 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 no. 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 We wouldn't do that. Wouldn't do that. But uh, it was for pride only. Right. Um, it is Pride Month. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we would get out there every week, and 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 we play cards at at Mama Lou's house. And uh, there was one year; it was it was around Christmas time. You know, she had the Christmas decorations, and I remember. I'm thinking back in my brain right now. I remember that what you're talking about. And I remember she had deer. two, yeah, two deer that lit up, and I think their heads moved their heads back moved. and forth, whatever you know. And uh, she had a couple of them out in the yard, out in the front yard, so everybody driving by could see them. And uh, I went out for a break because I was—I had got put out of the card game, and I was outside talking to people. And I went back in, you know, for a little while, seeing what was going on. And I went back out, and these these two deer were in a compromised position, um, facing it, the same direction. Facing the same direction. <laughs> One was mounted on top of the other, right. and and. Uh, <laughs> I was here that, you know, you're supposed to mount deer. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, you see my living room, you'll see right. record-breaking right. deer out there. Guarantee it. So I thought, look at them deer. Yeah, they're getting silly, you know, whatever. But I didn't pay no mind to it. And then and then Mama Lou comes out, and, boy, she was mad as hell. She's raising all kinds of hell with us. <laughs> but she people were driving by <laughs> honking, you know. <laughs> You got two robot robotic deer out here in the front yeah. lawn getting it on, and and it was completely dark because she's out in the country, yeah. you know, completely dark. So all you see is these lit up deer just going at it, 
and she's wanting to know who who did that to the deer and I didn't I didn't know what she's talking about I, I I'd seen it but I didn't of course I didn't have no part of that you right. know I don't know who did to this day it's it's one of the biggest mysteries of our county right and uh, I think the I giveaway just, probably even wrote a I article think they did about a story did about this you know <laughs> but uh, that's that's the story on the deer that uh, I still get asked about from time to time to this day I think it might have been HR that would not that would not surprise me a bit. I don't know. He's, but he's greasy sometimes. I, I you know. was out there and I seen it. I, I seen. I think half the county's seen it. Well, I mean, but I seen <laughs> who was responsible. Oh, but I'll never, I'll I never gotcha. admit it. I got gotcha. you. So it could have been. It could have been, been anybody. Scotty. It could have been, been the neighbor. Who right? Knows? You never know. You never know. I mean, it could have. There was like 20, 20 people playing in this no money game right you know so <laughs> yeah so it's so a, watch uh, out for Lou. it's kind of like a game of clue you yeah know? i mean who did it you know we never know we'll never it's know. one of the world's biggest mysteries to this right. point it could have been mom it could have been could have been lou she she could have went out there and done this and raised hell about it i mean what's the what better cover than that you know right you know i mean the potential there is endless right i so. still hear stories about people driving by you know, seeing the deer out there like that, you know, because yeah, oddly enough, the doe that was on the bottom, her head was going side to side like she was saying no. Yeah. You know, yeah. And the buck's head was going up going and down like it was saying yes. <laughs> so I mean, it was. Well, uh, you'll have that. Right. <laughs> but, but regardless, you know, it was it was all good fun and everybody found it funny except right. mom. Except for Mama Lou, she uh, she was not happy about that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, watch out for her, boys, because she is moving up in this um, in this league. She's sitting eighth, and she's she's, she's only coming. six points behind HR Scotty. Yep. So Scotty better not be worried about me, because I'm in like what am I eleventh place? Yeah. Yeah. He better not worry about 11th. me. He needs to worry about Mama Lou. Yep. <clears throat> so. You know, Scott. He jumped up two places this week. I fell three. Which, you know, I put put a little faith in my boy. Yeah. Well, happens. you'll have that sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's it's a gamble. That, that, that's what this fantasy league is all about. Is you know you got to take the good with the bad and the bad with yeah. the good. And a lot of times you're throwing darts at the wall as far as who's going to do good and who's not. You know, we, right. we talked about that last week. It's just. But I will say, Mike R is holding that 26 <laughs> spot. He's holding it solid. Nobody's taking that no, away he, from him. He was the first one in the 300 club. He was the first one in the 200 club. I think. Yes, he was. I think he was the first one to the 100 club, too, so he's pretty consistent. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But anyway, I was going to talk about Earl. That got this whole thing started. Earl dropped down to 21st spot. He lost six spots. He was in 15th. He was doing pretty decent. I mean, he he had one bad race, but he he was before that he was doing pretty good. Now he had this by picking Jimmy Johnson. And when we were were at work uh, when they had started the race, you know, and he called me, well, Jimmy Johnson's out, spun it, hit the wall by himself, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he was going off. He was mad as hell. I'm done. I quit. Somebody else can have my have my spots. And he, oh boy, he Nobody's going to buy it from him. He was taking it bad. No, not if you're in 21st spot, so you got to <laughs> dig yourself out of the hole before somebody <laughs> somebody's going to take your spot from you. But I think Earl just needs to let Sonya pick for a little while, maybe the next uh, four weeks or so. Four or five at least. Yeah, get yourself out of this predicament, Earl, and it'll be all right. It'll be all right. Don't uh, don't take it too bad. 
Don't take it too hard. No. I, you know, Sam. Sam has creeped up to third. He, Sam's doing pretty damn good. But Sam is very silent. Sam is silent. He lets everybody know who he's picking. He sends his pick in on the group chat and everything. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. So, I mean, he's not holding any punches. He's like, here's who I'm taking, boys. If you think you can get me, get me come get me. Well, I'm not you in know? that group chat. What day does he send that out on? Does he send it out on a Thursday? or a... Most of the time on Wednesday or Thursday. But, I mean, it's a... Uh, you know, there's because I do a lot of this by text message. He, he, yeah. uh, you know, so we got 26 people. There's eight or nine in three different groups, and uh, you know, I just I've always asked, hey, if you don't want nobody to know who you sent, who you want to pick, just text me directly because everybody in the league's got my number. Text me one on one and tell me who you want, and I keep that a secret until things get posted on Thursday evening. Yeah. So, but Sam, he's not holding anything back at all. Sam was down towards the bottom one third for a minute yeah and last year he was back there about about the whole season yeah and just couldn't couldn't buy luck you know what i mean but here he is this year he's coming out no holds barred he's sending his pick to the whole group and here he is in third spot he's doing pretty good he picked a winner last week he picked him and joe t first and third place we're the only ones to pick Blaney last well, week, so I'll tell you what, Joe T said that uh Brian Blaney will go back to back. Really? He's he's got him picked for uh, worldwide too. That'll be interesting. Yeah. That's something to see because I, I looked at the uh Vegas betting and uh Blaney's one of the favorites. So that wouldn't surprise me. Like I said, we talked about that with the momentum, so it, it's very possible. Um Hunter still in second. Yeah, he just texted me, actually. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, Anything good? Well, I'll let you look at the message, and you can tell I haven't even opened them, so. <laughs> Who did you take, fucker? Is one I of don't the, like is being the fir- second. Yeah. Oh, okay. The first text, 27, 28 minutes ago, was, Who did you take, fucker? Yeah. <laughs> and... The Hunter's, one two minutes behind that said, I don't like being in second. <laughs> Hunter. Get used to it, Hunter. Yep. Second's as good as it can get right now. I think Sam's coming for you, bud. And I, I know there's so. about 23 other people that are coming for you. So. Yeah. Sam, Sam's got Hunter in his crosshairs right now. Yeah. I think there's a few other people. You better, Hunter better, I'm telling you, everybody, watch out for Mama Lou because she's going to go to the top of this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she's going to stay there, but she's going to go to the top. So, and well, I know I mean, Scott, he's been, he's been watching them top three. He hasn't been, uh, right. he hasn't really been, he's not he don't care what's happening. No. Yeah. He's, he's only looking at top three. Yeah. So. Now, Joe T, I mean, how many races are we in this season? Nine, maybe 10. How many have we done? Yeah. No, we're at like 14. Okay. So okay, got, so fourteen. Yeah. And Joe T has only got a hundred and four points. That's pretty good. That's pretty damn awesome. That's averaging way less than I don't know, tenth place, so Well, I mean I can't do the math on that. That's, that's like averaging six to seven points a race. Yeah. That's pretty freaking good. Yeah. And Joe T's killing it. Hunter's not doing bad. Hunter's doing exceptionally well. He just he just hates being out of first place. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I mean, he's a U of L fan, so I mean, he he needs to realize that he's been getting his ass kicked for a while. Yeah, right. He should be right. So I mean, he should be glad he's not twenty six. Right. 
Yeah. But uh, we'll see what happens. I'm just I focus on what's going on around me. I know I'm only three points. I'm only three points down from you. Um, I'd like to see Earl get back up there just to uh, just to get his confidence back and uh, and see what happens. So he needs to let Sonya pick for the next few weeks just to get back up there in contention. So Earl, if you're hearing that, you might want to do that. Um, I'll tell you somebody else that I'm also surprised with is Jason A. He is in seventh spot. He picked... I think he picked a winner like two or three weeks in a row. That's that's pretty good. He's sitting in seventh spot, but he's only three spots away from Scotty there in HR. Sixth spot. Um, he fell one spot this past week, so that's not too bad. But Lou's only three points away from him, so we know the next victim of Mama Lou. Um, I am only three points away from you. So that's... My goal for the week is if I can pass you, I'll be good. Um, MoFat, I'm also looking at you. I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass Justin and MoFat in the same week. That'll be. I'll feel pretty accomplished by doing that because I don't. I don't look to pass Mama Lou. I picked. I figure she's probably gonna pick a winner or top three. Let me look see who she picked here. Um, She picked the Ross Chastain. That's an interesting pick. He could do very well. You know, Ross could do very well with this. I think he would have done pretty good last year had he not had the Hamlin incident that he had and slowed him down. You know, Hamlin kind of held him up all the way through the race and just didn't really let him do what he needed to do. But, uh, Mama Lou picking Ross is a pretty good pick. I'm kind of... Could be interesting to see what he does at this track. Yeah. So. Now, if, if... I will say, if she if she happens, I think Ross will do good at this track, but hopefully Mama don't take a bullet on this because <clears throat> she texted me and said, is this a road course? And I said, yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so... Well, I, I think I you might have. I think you might have tricked a few people with that. Well, I might have, but I, it was without zero bad intentions. Yeah. You know, it just me not doing my homework. I was thinking it was a road course, and it wasn't. But you know, I mean, the proof is in the pudding because I took Almendinger. So right. I mean, it is what it is. But um, we'll see what happens. I mean, it yeah, may it turn was, out good for her. It could, you know. Um, like I said, Joe T. Sam picked the winner last week. Good luck to everybody this week. Um, the the picks will be posted on the website here anytime. Did Scotty take Bubba this week, or I think he tried. Um, I can't remember. No, no, he took. I know it's his dude, but yeah, he, if it was up to Scotty, he'd pick Bubba every week. Right. You know, um, I think he took Bell. Okay. Yeah, he well, went with Bell, which pick. that's not a bad pick. No, a lot of people took. Well, I won't say a lot, but a handful of people took Bell this week. Yeah. But it should be interesting. So we got a lot of movement, a lot of movement in the. Uh, in I think the this league. Will, this will be a good shakeup week. I think oh it yeah, will. 
I'm looking to. I'm going to make my own prediction here. Yeah, let's see. I'm, I'm four for four. Let's see what you can do. Oh, I'm going to go zero for one. I'm pretty sure, but I'm going to make it anyway. I'm going to pass you and Mofat. Okay, well, that's not bad. I mean, what is there between one seventy-five? So yeah, I mean, there's four points separating the three of us. I'd like to pass Mama Lou, but I'm not even looking at that yet. No, I'm not going to yeah. try that. No. I, she'll slap me Baby upside steps. the back of the head just like she will you. So. Yeah. You gotta walk before you can run, right? Exactly. So I'm not getting too crazy with my prediction, but uh, you well, know. and we got Sonoma coming up next week, you know. So a lot of people, seems like even myself included, took a road course driver this week. Right. Um, These next four races are going to be interesting. You know, you got Worldwide, which we've raced on once. We've got Sonoma, which is a road course. Nashville, which is newer to the schedule. Yep. And then we got Chicago Street, which is first Nobody. year. Nobody so, knows. Exactly. So these next four I've races, already, uh, I, I think, think, is going to shake a lot up. I've already got my Chicago Street driver. Yeah? I yeah. think I might have mine, too. Yeah. I'll, I'll write it down for you so you can... That's, hold on. I already... I'll, I'll just say mine. Oh, you're getting ballsy, huh? Yeah. I'm, I wrote oh, it down there. Uh, Suarez yeah. is, is exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. For the Chicago Street Race. That's what I was thinking. But Dinger might be a good one, too. You know? But there's, I mean, we found in this past year that there's a lot of road course people. You know? I mean, Reddick has emerged. Bell. Bell. Um, Briscoe's not bad. Yeah. So, I mean, Logano yeah. hasn't been too bad. Hamlin. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many guys that Chastain can step Chase into Elliott, that role. Obvious. Uh, right. I mean, Larson's been doing pretty damn good on the right, He's going to win there. You know, yeah. Truex is never a count out on road courses. You know, so I mean, there's, there's, and there, that's, I on, think there's only a couple of drivers that I would say, mm, I wouldn't pick them like Harvick. You know, right. Harvick's not really, there's studs out there. Kyle Bush is good at road courses. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's studs out there that I won't burn on a road course like Kevin Harvick, you know, but, right. But on that same thing, I mean, if we're going, here's my thing. Everybody knows, anybody listens listens to this podcast week in and week out, I'm not a big fan of road courses. But if we're going to do seven road courses in a year, let's make two of them on dirt. Can you imagine? (laughs) Let's get some Dukes of Hazzard (laughs) shit going on up in here. You know what I mean? Heck yeah. I mean, how awesome would that be to have a dirt road course, you know? It'd be unprecedented. I've seen every episode of the Dukes of Hazard, and yeah. the, this would be a uh, that'd be a classic. Well, I mean, yeah. that'd be fantastic. You think the world it. wouldn't tune into that? They would have to. You have to. I mean, right? If they can put your channels on golf, you know what I'm saying? What, mm-hmm. I mean, what'd yeah. you rather watch? <laughs> right. Some badasses in cars racing on a road course on dirt, or not? <laughs> yeah i know right you know it'd be awesome <laughs> i know what i'm gonna watch right i know what i'm gonna try to get into yeah you know that, <sighs> but it, that's it'd be fun yeah it'd be very fun that's all i've got for this week for them owners oh yeah because it'd be fun how many cars do you think would finish that race 18 you think so i, I was think thinking a lower field, number than that i would think half the field would but could you imagine? I mean, it'd be bad for spectators around the track because there'd be so much dust flying and everything else. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just, I mean. Well, that's part of the dirt racing experience. Right. You know, I mean, I if mean, you don't have some dirt in your beer, 
what are we doing? Right, exactly. You know? But I mean, look at Hazard County, Georgia. For years, right. it was just a big dust storm because the General Lee was down there giving it hell, mm-hmm. and Roscoe was right behind him. Roscoe you know? was trying to be. Right. Yeah. He was always trying to get them boys that were up to no good. <laughs> right. <laughs> they didn't mean no harm. No. <laughs> but that's all I've got for this week. Uh, you got anything else? I don't. I think I gave my opinion on about everything I could this week. Well, I'm sure we'll probably be able to give some more opinions next week after Worldwide. I'm sure there's going to be a little bit of drama come out of that somewhere, somehow, some way. I think I don't think we've had a week yet where we haven't had some drama come out of it. So nope. we'll be back next week to give our opinion on all that. Um, but until then, uh, have a safe week. Right in the face. Right in the face. <laughs>